fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Habner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Pile Hey, Wolfpack, what's going on? It's your boy, the Wolf of Roto Street, RotoStreetJournal.com. We breed and feed fantasy wolves here, unfortunately, live with the first big injury bomb of the 2021 offseason. Brutal, brutal injury. Achilles tears, you've probably heard by now, to Cam Akers, one of the biggest up-and-coming young, bright stars. We, we expected to be a top 10 running back took over the fantasy world over the second half of last year. It looked like he was going to be the next Sean McVay stud in that backfield. So just devastating for him, you know, prayers up for a speedy recovery, all that good stuff. Uh, we, we want to see him back in full health, but unfortunately history suggests it's going to be at least a couple years till we see acres back to full speed. If back at all, ever at full speeds, uh, looking at Kyle, underscore FF recon had a great tweet about Achilles tears uh, at the running back position. Only 11 have happened since 2010 Two return to play the following season at all. Six never saw an NFL touch again. Now I don't think that that's the drastic situation, right? I don't think it's going to go that far with acres six um, had 196 plus touch season prior to the tear and zero had 85 touches in the comeback year. So at minimum, we might be looking at a couple of years till Cam Akers is back and relevant. So dynasty leaguers, keep that in mind. Uh, if you're in a great you know, big hole right now and you're trying to buy low, maybe go for it. But this outlook is not great for him, uh, obviously this year, but including next year. Demaryius Thomas did come back. So there is like hopeful recoveries at the NFL level. He came back and, and seemed to be his old self for a few more years following an Achilles tear, but he seems to be much more the exception than the rule to different positions. So we will see uh, when it comes to Cam Akers. Moving forward now to the Rams, though, and what this could mean for 2021 fantasy. Well, Daryl Henderson is obviously the first name you have to look at and bring up. Remember, this team took him in the third round, traded up at a position that wasn't of need. Gurley was coming off an MVP season, back-to-back uh, -back fantasy leader in points, and they still went and got this guy because of how much they loved him. In fact, if you remember back to 2019, when this organization drafted him, Les Snead, the GM, said, this is Kamara. You know, he's going to bring that style of – offense he's the you know it brings that you're gonna feel it I'm looking at the quote right now uh we had Adam Schefter even come on our podcast and say yeah it was amazing by the way being able to host Schefter the shout out a couple of years ago he came on the podcast and said you know Daryl Henderson that third round pick they considered him the most dangerous offensive player in the draft they absolutely love Daryl Henderson now granted you know, of course pre-draft coach speak and GM speak doesn't matter nearly as much as NFL-level production, and we haven't seen much of that yet. There's been glimpses, especially last year. We saw in games where he had 12-plus carries. He averaged nearly 15 points per game, 14.6, just below Antonio Gibson and DeAndre Swift, above uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Miles Sanders. He would have been the running back 16 in points per game had that carried through, had he seen 12-plus carries throughout the season. Uh, so there, there is some flashes of his ability, and I think he will be a, a top 20 running back next season, no matter who they add. And we'll get into some options of who might join him in that Rams backfield momentarily. 
Uh, but I think regardless of who comes in there, I'm having Daryl Henderson within my top 20 running backs. He's at RB19 just under Chris Carson, uh, David Montgomery. He's in that same tier as them because of how explosive I think this is. I see some sad you know, face reactions. It is. It's, it's terrible. This is a horrible injury. You hate to do these types of breakdowns. Um, and I don't mean to be doing any type of like discounting this to him. It sucks. It absolutely sucks. Um, but ultimately, Henderson, you know, this was supposed to be the perfect scheme for him. He ran zone blocking all throughout Memphis. I mean, this guy's college production was off the charts. 3,584 yards from scrimmage, 36 touchdowns across two seasons. He led the he has the all-time record for yards per carry, running for over 1,900 yards on only 210 carries his senior year. I mean, this guy can get it done. At least he got it done at the highest of levels at college. We haven't fully seen it translate to the NFL, but that zone blocking scheme, some receiving ability. I mean, he's only got 20 career receptions at the NFL level, a 66% catch rate right now. Not the, you know, a, a blow away. Like when you got the Alvin Kamara comparison, that's why I was like, oh, uh, you know, really? Because Kamara is the best receiving back in the NFL. And we haven't seen Henderson show anything even close to that type of competency um, right now. But still, the guy can catch. It's not like he's a complete imbecile in the passing game. So there is that upside. And I think you know that 12-plus carry pace is very realistic, given there's no one behind him right now. Undrafted rookie free agents. like it, Even Malcolm Brown is gone, who he was splitting time with while doing that work last year. So to me, he's a top 20 running back, a high-end RB2, a guy that's right around 37 to 40 overall, right alongside his teammates, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and some of those elite QBs. That's kind of where I have Daryl Henderson falling right now. That will change a little bit if and when they add some competition, but I don't think it's going to be anything too serious. Who's out there right now, right? Todd Gurley reunion, maybe. Le'Veon Bell probably the most damning of them, but he didn't look like anything special last year. And after his comments about Andy Reid, I'm not sure any coach is chomping at the bit to go get Le'Veon Bell in their backfield. So I'm not too worried about that either. Uh, and then you got you know, Frank Gore, like Adrian Peterson could potentially go there. I mean, that guy is just an ageless wonder. I would, I could see him going there and being a nuisance. And there's also rumblings about maybe a trade for Sony Michelle. Uh, Kareem Hunt would be uh, unbelievable there. He would immediately supplant Henderson and all this uh, talk that I'm doing right now wouldn't even matter. But to me, the Hunt would be the only realistic, very pretty much unrealistic in the team signed him option that could go there and supplant Henderson to me it's going to be his backfield uh in an offense that I think under McVay we've seen this team lead the NFL in points a couple times uh, they've consistently been top 10 and that was with Jared Goff with Matthew Stafford I think this offense takes another step forward even without a consistent steadying backfield presence just remember a couple of years ago CJ Anderson went there and tore it up like C.J. Anderson, who we haven't seen from since that ridiculous stretch. This isn't a death knell of the Rams season. As good as Akers is, as much as it hurts for fantasy purposes, the Rams still should be okay on offense with or without uh, a consistent backfield presence. But I do think Henderson will be that. Now, speaking of the Rams and updating my 2021 projections, I'm going to now bring in um, a projection machine, a great tool over there from Rotoviz. And I'm just going to update my projections live here. And you guys can let me know, you know what you think of these, if I'm a, a complete uh, idiot with how I go this. But uh, the first thought that crosses my mind is I already thought they were going to uptick. They've consistently – and well, you know what? I, before I do that, I do want to just mention you know how run-heavy the, the Rams have been. So I'm going to keep that on the back burner. And just let's look at the opportunity here that, that we've got in front of Daryl Henderson. Um, the, the Rams do love the run game. Their whole offense is based on marrying the run and pass game. That's always been the case there for them. 
they, they finished top 10 in rushing TDs all four seasons under McVay. Also top 10 in rushing attempts and yards in three of those four seasons as well. So McVay does love this. Now, I do think this is going to be a different offense, and we'll see that in a second. But this team has consistently tried and successfully established the run. Shout out Evan Silva over there. Uh, th- this is a an offense that wants to be run, you know, run to set up that play action stuff. And if you look at John Daigle, great tweet here, great running series, unaccounted for carries. With this brutal injury, the Rams now jump to number two with 299 total rushes available and a league high NFL best 21 carries inside the five missing from last year. Now, is that Henderson, a pretty thin guy, not a great goal line presence? I don't know, but that's a lot of carries, 21 carries at the stripe. And he did get plenty of cracks at that goal line last year. So a lot of unaccounted for carries on a team that has historically tried to run the ball. The opportunity will be there for Henderson. Again, why he's top 20 in my running back rankings. Wanted to make sure to give you guys those stats on the backfield. But now let's get back to updating these Rams projections. I'm going to try to make this a little bit bigger. Uh, And hopefully you guys can see this. Okay. Feel free to comment in and let me know uh, if not. But as before the, the injury, I had you know 630 pass attempts to 482 rush attempts. In total plays run, that would be towards the top of the league, and I think that's the case for the Rams. They consistently push the pace, try to get a, an explosive offense going down the field while they do believe clock with that run game. Now, I think this is going to be a significant hit uh, in terms of rush attempts. It already was a 48-42 uh, pass-to-rush ratio. I think that's going to go down even further. McVay, especially if you've been listening to that amazing Flying Coach podcast series he does with uh, Peter Schrag's incredible over there at the Ringer, um, he talks a lot about how you have to adjust to your talent. And any coach is going to say that, but he seems to really mean it. And at this point, that losing that run game anchor of Cam Akers, the guy that was probably going to be that steadying Todd Gurley-style force where we saw for so many years leading the league in rushing TDs and all that, uh, that now gets crushed. And so to me, we have to now look at, okay, so what are these run attempts going to go down to? I would say it's still going to be a run-heavy attack, given his history, but I'm going to shave like, you know, 60 probably rush attempts off this. Uh, Let's bring it down to 420 with a nice number there. Uh, And let's bump up those 40 open attempts to the the pass attempts. I think Matthew Stafford genuinely could lead the league in passing uh, attempts next season. Let's call it 660. For pass attempts. So maybe the offense as a whole gets a little less explosive. And we're going to see one of the more imbalanced teams now uh, with 61% pass, 39% rush. I could totally see that. Yeah, their defense is hard-nosed, so maybe not. Um, they're still going to try to bleed clock with that. But to me, that seems about right. And now we need to update the depth chart and unfortunately remove Cam Akers um, for Daryl Henderson. And behind him, this just goes to show you, Jake Funk, next man up. There's nobody. Expect some competition to be added, but let's submit that. And to me, this seems about right. You know, keeping it at 57, they'll probably have somebody work in for 31%, you know, accounting for a girly, accounting for a bell presence. I'm just going to project it that way that somebody's going to come in here and take about 30 to maybe even 40% should it be like an Adrian Peterson who's still looking fresh and nimble, something of that nature. But this seems about right, 239 rush attempts. Uh, In terms of targets, 73 might now be a stretch, but uh, there's still a decent amount. That that was because I really like Cam Akers and his potential in the pass game. I'm going to bump this down uh, to about 9% um, passing target share there for Henderson. And what we end up with with is 239 carries and 59 targets, that's a a pretty healthy amount. I mean, that's 
a nice, solid, almost 300 uh, total opportunities in the game. Now we look at, at Henderson. His catch percentage has been career 67%, so I'm going to keep it that way. Uh, in fact, I almost want to bump him down just because he is not that crazy uh, of a receiver. That seems about right. 40 receptions, 239 carries, 279 total touches. I don't think he's going to score nearly the amount of rushing touchdowns I had for Akers. I think this offense will remain explosive, but I don't know that he'll necessarily be the guy. So let's bump that down to 3%. I'd say about eight or so touchdowns seems about right for Daryl Henderson. Seven, you know, that seems okay. One receiving touchdown. That seems like a pretty fair projection to me. Over 1,000 rushing, uh, you know, his career 4.5 or so career average at carries, I think can remain even with more work. Um, and then we'll see probably someone other than Jake Funk getting these 130 carries, but they'll they'll keep someone else involved either way. I think that's a pretty fair Daryl Henderson projection. But now we've got this updated uh, pass attempts. We have that much more. We have a little bit more volume out here in the pass game. I think, you know, that means Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, 24, 23%. Seems about right. Maybe a wide receiver three gets you know 11%. Maybe the running back two is a little bit more of a pass catcher. So we'll give them a, a percent. I think 24% seems about right for Woods, 23% for Cooper Cup. But with that bump in pass attempts, you now see these two guys going to be towards the top in the league of targets. 158 for Cup. Uh, I, I actually think Woods is the wide receiver one. I don't know why I have. Let me adjust that on the depth chart. Um, so let me go Cooper Cup. Let's go Robert Woods here. Let's go Cooper Cup here and kind of change that up real quick. Submit changes, projections, um, and you'll see the, those guys flip here. Uh, and I think this seems about right. Yeah, Cooper Cup, about 70% catch rate throughout his career. Um, and you see the, the big bump there. You got, you know, 1,398, nine touchdowns. That's going to be towards the, the top of the leagues. I think this is a big step for them. That means, you know, Matt Ryan, 35, over 5,000 yards. I totally see that as a, a potential possibility here, given how much I think they're going to sling it. I had him right around 4,800 4, before the Acres injury. I think a 300-plus yard bump seems very reasonable to me. Um, you see these pass game weapons there. Really the big factors being Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, um, and then Higby, who I think is one of the more criminally underrated guys right now with Gerald Everett gone. People are overlooking his upside now, potentially even more targets uh, and share there. I, in fact, why don't I bump him up instead of giving a, a random point to a backup running back? I think Higby could even see more. 92 seems about reasonable, though. Um, so those are my updated Rams projections, as you can see, a bump in yards, bump in targets, um, and even receiving touchdowns for these guys. Clearly, Matthew Stafford, uh, a big threat to lead the league in pass attempts. And I think a sneaky bet as an MVP overall. Uh, so that's kind of how I land there. Let's get to any questions you guys have. Do you think I'm crazy in my Daryl Henderson projections, my updated rankings and projections there? Uh, what do you guys think of that? So let's continue on here, Tunes. Yeah, the, the sad faces, especially after our Dynasty draft, Tunes. I know that one hurts. and it, I totally agree it does as well. Exactly, too. Too bad the draft wasn't tonight. It totally would have changed everything here. Gaskin or Henderson asked fella. I'm going to go Henderson there. Very close um, or so. But uh, I, I like Henderson just a bit more because I like the Rams offense quite a lot more. I like Gaskin overall and what he did last year as the feature back. I like that sturdiness, a little bit of a higher floor fella. 
Uh, but overall, I like Henderson as a player, a bit more explosive, and just the overall offense. I think there's a much higher ceiling, even if Gaskin has the higher floor. Uh, Wilkes, now I can go Adams and Kelsey at the turn and get Montgomery and Henderson. I mean, yeah, what a, what a good start that could be, right? Loading up as some pass catchers. And if you can get Montgomery and Henderson at those turns, that's a great, you know, potential one-two punch at running back to have the elite guys at your tight end and wide receiver position. I mean, if, if Kelsey falls to your turn, that's a no-brainer. You guys know I have number five overall. At one point, had him at number one overall, but I just, I'm too much of a workhorse sucker. So yeah, I would absolutely love that. Uh, Corey Wilkes. Don't you think McVay will be cautious with Henderson seeing as he's dealing with his own injury? I think it's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up, Steph. I forgot to mention that um, on the broadcast. There was some rumblings about Henderson dealing with something he hasn't been practicing in OTAs, which is further allowed acres to step into that. Uh, but if there's, there's a great athletic article um, and I'm going to put it in the comments here. I don't know if I can reply directly to you, Steph. Uh, I don't know if you have a, an athletic. Um, oh, that, that's a weird comment. I should not have done that. I've never actually tried to reply in here. It uh, looks really strange um, in there, but in the article that it's literally titled uh, Cam Akers is posed for lead role, but don't forget about Daryl Henderson, right? And they talk about him not practicing, but ultimately um, that they expected him back well before training camp. It wasn't anything overly serious. Let me find the uh, exact quote to give you there. Uh, suffered injuries on multiple occasions. Um, Henderson's versatile, shown potential and healthy. Working into the pass game more often. Um, he has to stay healthy. He's dealing with a hamstring issue. Had thigh and ankle injuries. But neither of those are expected to be serious and sideline him for too much time is what that's saying. So I'm glad you brought that up. That's an important point to consider. Henderson did have his own injuries. I don't expect him to be cautious, though. McVay has typically ridden a guy. At last year was kind of a nightmare figuring out who that guy was going to be. Um, but I don't see this being an overly big committee or an issue. I do think it's going to be very heavy in pass attempts. But 230-ish carries, that's not that crazy of a projection, right? Like I think that's pretty reasonable uh, to reflect the bump in pass attempts and maybe a little bit of cautiousness on him. Let me know what you think. Interested in your thoughts on Henderson if Rams bring in Bell or Gurley? Yeah, uh, so no no worries. You came in late. I did mention that those guys could be brought in, and I don't think any of them would represent a, a big enough threat to take away 55. I expect Henderson to take on about 55 to 60% of this rushing workload, no matter who they bring in. Now, a guy like Bell, who does have some pass-catching prowess, would be a little bit more uh, of a threat. That that would be a little bit more of a concern because I do think Henderson has some receiving upside should he get fed this year, but the athletic expects him to be fed a bit more even before Akers' injury. So I do think that should be considered, uh, but I don't think either of those guys would represent too big of a concern. I do think AP, for some reason, he's the type of guy that coaches just fall in love with once he's in there and he works his ass off. Like We've seen him just kind of curb the upside of so many youngsters over these last few years, and he, he still is getting it done. Wouldn't be shocked to see AP. He'd probably be the one that concerns me, honestly, more than these other guys. Uh, things must be bad if you're recommending Montgomery. Helen, I've taken a big turn on him. After last year, I think something finally clicked down the stretch. Yes, he had no competition. Cohen being hurt. He took over the full-time role. And that might not be there this year with Cohen coming back healthy. But when he got fed that volume, a switch did finally seem to click in his head, Daniel that he was just bursting. He had the easiest schedule of all running backs, so that has to be considered as well. Nagy didn't have play calling duties at that time, and he's since taken them back. That should be considered as well. There's certainly some risk there, but especially with Cohen coming along a bit slow in his recovery from all reports, I'm getting into Montgomery, especially at that late third, early fourth price. 
I could see him being that low end RB one. I mean, last year was a, the top three score there uh, in that final stretch. I don't think he'll go that crazy, but I do think at his cost, there is a ton of upside, uh, especially if Cohen keeps going down. I've taken a big turn on him, Daniel. Not Corey Davis though, ever. Henderson, a low end RB two with RB one upside. Exactly. Jerry. I think he's, I, I view him more as a mid range RB two to high end RB two with, Definite RB1 upside should he emerge as a, a true feature back. We've seen McVay's offense be very, very productive for running backs. A great zone scheme, decent passing game work, and they've been top 10 in rushing touchdowns all four years of Sean McVay being there. Top three in rush attempts uh, in yardage three out of those four years. I, I definitely think it is a great opportunity for this kid who was supposed to be the perfect fit. I mean, their Memphis coach came out and said, our offense is the Rams offense. I couldn't have picked a better place for him to go. So let's see if it can all come together. Maybe this guy could absolutely explode down the stretch. Uh, Johnny Diggism. Everyone sleeping on Xavier Jones? I don't know much about him, uh, John Mar. So if you know much, let me know. Uh, Chime in. And similar here, Wise, I'd like to see how Jake Funk does. Uh, I believe he's a sleeper. A lot of interesting stuff. McVay did say during RTAs, this guy's playing uh, above a rookie level. Like he's, he's picking things up fast. So there are some names to consider there. Xavier Jones. Jake Funk, some guys on the depth chart that has let last round dart throws in best ball and especially in deep, like 25 round drafts. Give them a look, give them a pickup, see what they do this year. Uh, in dynasty leagues right now, if you have a taxi spot, go get one of these guys, Xavier Jones uh, and Jake Funk. I don't know a ton about them though. So if you guys have a bit more information that you want to give you, I'm going to dig in today and see a little bit more of what I can find on them. Uh, to me, it's, it's the Henderson show. They bring in someone else. That's going to jump either of those guys. So I haven't dug in too much on them, but they are names to know. So I appreciate you guys tossing them out there. Alrighty guys, that is it for my updated Rams outlook. My Daryl Henderson take my updated projections on all your Rams following this news. Again, prayers up for a fast recovery though, for Cam Akers, just devastating news. Now, if you want to find all our news, you can check out rosetreetjournal.com slash stock watch. That's where we post all our news. Uh, everything just on RotoStreetJournal.com in general. We breed and feed fantasy wolves. You can find me personally at RotoStreetWolf on Twitter. Happy to answer any questions and DMs or comments on here. Likes and subscriptions are so appreciated, though, guys. If you found this helpful, useful at all, please consider giving this a like. Uh, it would help us get out to more people. Now in a world full of fantasy sheep, be the wolf. I'm out, guys. We used to have it all. Now's our curtain call, so hold for the applause. Oh, 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 and wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go, but at least we stole the show. 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 Second down, third effort, touchdown! Oh. That's pretty awesome. That's old-fashioned football right there, folks.